Welcome to On Fighting in Thailand, best news and analysis covering the economics and infrastructure of Muay Thai. I'm Matt Lucas, journalist, commentator, and ex-Muay Thai fighter. Make stronger fighters, make stronger people. Today we will be talking to Rob Cox from Keep Pong Tip Gym as part of our series on gym history. Um, as always, if you'd like to reach me, you can follow me on Instagram, MattLucasBKK, or email me at a period matt period lucas at gmail.com thanks to all the people that have supported me so far sharing the podcast leaving reviews etc if you'd like to leave a review that would be super helpful you can do so on the itunes store i'd also like to personally thank a few people Vinny scotto patrick rivera dave brooks sean madden wendell galano chris tran um, and a few others for helping me with my broken camera um, I am. I used it recently, um, and will be putting out a series on Fairtex in America history. So the first one will actually come out today or before this podcast episode. Um, so look, looking forward to seeing that. Um, also, after years of hard work and being in the game, I published a clear guide to the sport it goes over matchmaking picking a gym fight styles gambling muay thai culture and more uh it has a series of interviews with long-term expat fighters including michael savas willie whipple lisa Breely, angela chang and others um the book i'm fighting in thailand a guide to the sport in the motherland educates and helps guide careers by helping save fighters from costly mistakes um, it is a definitive guide to help clear up questions and help people really understand the game out here in Thailand. You can pick up your copy off of Amazon. Uh, just type in I'm fighting in Thailand. It will come up. You can also find a link on my website, www.matt-lucas.com. As always, thanks to my sponsors, Nakmoy Legends, for their continued support of the show. They create some great Muay Thai apparel with portions of the proceeds going back to the legends they celebrate. All the superstars have been paid for their images as well. You can check out their gear at www.nakmoylegends.com. Use On Fighting to get 15% off your order. Um, thanks, as always. Uh, special shout out to Patrick Rivera for helping me get this show started. So a little bit about our guest today, uh, Rob Cox, should be a well-known name to anyone in the Muay Thai world, a uh, long-term journalist um, and insider in the game out here. He is a commentator at Max Muay Thai, so my co uh, co-worker and boss actually, uh, the owner of Kipon Tip Gym. Uh, he does some judging for big entertainment shows, um, he, so... And he is the owner of Kipontip Gym with his wife and family. The original Kipontip Gym started 28 years ago down in the south of Thailand. And the Bangkok branch opened about 12 years ago. Uh, it's located just outside of Bangkok or on the edge uh, next to uh, the border of Nikon Phnom. Uh, about 30 minutes away from, 15-20 uh, minutes away from Khao San Road. Uh, the gym is a decent size with six trainers. Uh, it can house up to 30 people in total. Um, a fair amount of very active fighters out of there uh, where... 
and we'll hear Rob talk about them a bit. Um, obviously, some of the recent ones, Sam Goff, uh, Benji Khan, uh, Josh Hill. They've also had a good run of Thai fighters as well, like Korn, uh, Korn Khan, uh, Kiepontip, and some others. Uh, so without further ado, our guest for today, Rob Cox. So thank you so much, Rob, for coming on the show today. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Not too bad. Yep. Um, I'm slightly bored. But <laughs> other than that, I'm, I'm doing all right. So obviously, we're going to be talking about your gym a lot today, uh, Keep On Tip. Um, why was the gym originally started? Can you give me a little background on uh, both the original location and the Bangkok location? Okay, well, the, the original location was started by my father-in-law down in, uh, in Patalung in the south of Thailand, maybe about 28 years ago. Um, my wife's younger brother, John Bob, he was kind of, he started training and fighting at the time. He was only young, you know, like most Thai fighters, I think he was around 10 then. And um, he'd been to a couple of gyms around sort of the area and still they had problems and shut. So, so they decided to just start, start their own gym down in the village. Uh, that, like I say, that was 28 years ago. Um, the gym in Bangkok, we've been open about 12 years now. Originally, um, I was already married by then. I was working at Kaosamri at the time, and um, my wife's brother, he, he, he'd kind of um, stopped fighting because he, 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 was, he was doing a degree at the same time, a law degree, and he wanted to try and finish that. So he stopped fighting to to finish his degree off and um, he kind of um, I had a friend in England Alan Kettle good friend of mine and um, I was sending tyres over to him to work as trainers and um, so I just said to him one day would you take my brother-in-law you know he's a good kid he's uh, very full at a very high level in the stadiums and um, he wants uh, you know, give him, help him to earn a bit of money as well while he's finishing his studies and whatever. So he said, yeah, no problem. Um, John Pop went over to England for six months and worked at Kettle's gym. And um, while he was there, you know, him and my wife were talking, the, the money he made up, why don't we start our own gym? Why don't we build a gym in Bangkok, you know, and uh, attract foreigners as well and also try and produce Thai fights at a time. So that's kind of how it came about. He went over to England for a bit and... Uh, came back and uh, we started the gym then when he came back i think we actually started building it while he was still in england mm -hmm. um and then where did you originally source like your trainers and fighters from as you were initially starting i mean most of them uh, i mean some of them are still with us now that have been there from the start you know and uh, and it's like like most thai gyms it we um it was either, it was predominantly family or connections, you know, friends, you know. Um, my wife's uncle, Liam, he was um, one of those that trained John Pop right from the start. Um, we got a guy, sort of Peter, Uncle Pitt, he um, he was kind of closely connected to them. They'd, all, they'd worked together in a, a gym in the south of Thailand, Hat Yai, before. Um, and then we brought other people that kind of trained with John Pop at gyms before. We had a guy called Om Nye, he was... Um, John Pop used to train out and fight out of a gym called Saxi Pung, which is in, um, it's close to where we are now. And um, 
Omni was a fighter from that gym as well. He's fighting Omni Saxipun. Um, they had Paul Kiao, who was there, who was a very famous fighter. Quite a few good fighters at that gym. And um, he kind of came into the gym from there. And uh, a lot of the other trainers, uh, Yacht Pet, he's a cousin of my wife. Um, there's another guy called Champ, a young lad, a big lad. He, he's, a, he's a cousin. But a lot of them are all family. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them are all from the south of Thailand as well, from you know, kind of around the family area. Um, we've got one trainer from Isan, um, Nimnuan. He's, he's, he's the older brother of uh, a golden era legend, Nimnuan, Sitlo Thai. Nimnuan was a decent fighter in his time, but a very, very good trainer. He's worked with a lot of good fighters. And he came to the gym basically because I became good friends with him because I lived in Ubon. Um, when I came to Thailand for this long trip I've been on now, it was um, 2001, and uh, I lived in Ubon for two years and became good friends with him then. And uh, we kind of, we were involved in a gym, a couple of gyms together up there. So um, I kind of asked him to come down and work. So he's, he's the only kind of non-Southern Thai we've got at the gym. And he's been with us for a good few years now as well. What do you think uh, you brought to your gym, uh, your wife? Like, what sort of skills did you bring uh, each of you to the starting of the gym? Because you did say that you... I probably didn't bring any <laughs> Well, you, no, you had the gym open for two years in Isan um, or yeah. for a little while. And then also you were uh, doing a lot of public relations stuff at Kausamrit. Like, yeah. what sort of role do you feel you played? What sort of role did your wife play, John Pop? Um, well, they've all played a lot of different roles. You know, obviously, um, John Pop in terms of uh, training the fighters. I mean, he wasn't actually there that long before he went to England. But, um, yeah, producing the fighters, that kind of thing. And he still plays a big role in the gym now because he sends a lot of people to us and he helps out, you know, whenever he comes over from uh, England. Um, myself, I mean, I had two years in Ubon where I was, I was helping in Ubon when he started. That was kind of how I first kind of got involved in the whole, more just looking after the foreigners really and promoting them, promoting the gym marketing that kind of thing. When he started sitting in Ubon gym for a, for a while, then we kind of split away from there. And me and uh, Japanese friend and, and Nimno and his older brother, we went. We started a gym called uh, KRS Gym in Ubon. I was involved in running that for a while, and then obviously I got the chance to go down to Kaosamri, which is a was a very big gym in terms of. Um, producing fighters in Thailand at the time when I went there but it wasn't really that well known to foreigners and that was kind of like um, where I got a real grounding in marketing and promoting the gym and uh, you know learning also also learning how gyms work from a Thai side to Mm -hmm. a certain degree you know obviously I learned a lot from the owners there in that side of it my wife she's obviously she brings another side to it you know obviously as a foreigner you know, it doesn't matter how long you've been in Thailand, how well you know the customs, it's uh, there's still so much you don't know. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, and that's what she brings, you know, to a huge, huge amount of, uh, you know, the, the, the man- management of the fighters and the trainers and, uh, you know, just the whole general outside of things. And, and, and she's, um, she's kind of, she's kind of got, a good education got a master's in business economics so it's kind of that kind of side of it that she, she brings into the gym food uh, cooking uh, just a general management kind of man management and um, looking after that kind of side of things 
And what was it like building the actual gym, like the physical structure of it? What was that process like? Um, well, for, for me, it was kind of like driving in and, oh, it's come on a bit today. <laughs> oh, they've put the windows in now. Oh, I mean, I didn't really do anything <laughs> myself, but, you know, obviously it was, um, it was interesting to see it build. I mean, we had a guy that came and built the original part of it, um, and then we kind of expanded it after about six months. I mean... There's a lot of hassles. I mean, anyone that's kind of had anything built in Thailand would probably tell you the same thing. You know, They're finding a really good, reliable builder and, uh, or building company is uh, is a little bit like finding um, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You, know? <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you, you do have a lot of hassle in that sense, and you know there were often headaches with that as it building the the original part of the gym. Here, and then the, the following part, we had one. One builder kind of got to a certain stage and then did a runner, you know, because the money they they you get how it works. You give them money for wages and everything else, and if you give it all up front, you know, you got to be careful and drip feed a bit at a time. And then you, if you get to a certain point, and they've used all the money up, but they can't um, finish the work. They just do a runner. So we we had that situation one time, and then we had to get another builder, and you know, so the price goes up. So you got headaches all the time with things like that mm-hmm. um and you said that a lot of the trainers have have been there for a long time uh like yeah. liam and mr pitt what yeah. what what do you think uh their impact has been and how have they helped develop uh, the keep on tip style i mean um to be honest with you if you talk about the keep on tip style I, I wouldn't say we actually have a standout style but they all, they've all got different attributes. They've all got strong points. They've all got weak points, you know. Um, Mr. Pitt, or Uncle Pitt, he's, he's very good at building fighters up from scratch, you know, and, and very good at fine-tuning the basics, and, you know, and the essentials, which are, a lot of people get caught up in Muay Thai. Oh, I need to learn technique. I want to be learning technique all day. I want to learn different technique. That's all good, but if your basics aren't good enough, you know, with your fundamentals, then, then um, you can learn all the technique in the world, but it doesn't mean you're going to be any better, you know. But um, and he's very good at the, the, the fundamentals, and uh, we've got uh, Liam's very good at kind of all round, really. Liam, he's good at the fundamentals, also good at, you know, explaining how to fight. You know, because not every style is going to work a bit against... Each particular style, uh, Nimnun is very, very good at the technique side of it. The tricks, the little, uh, you know, you, we've got um, some of our more technical fighters. You know, they really come on under his um, under his eye. You know, he's very good at uh, the 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 out and out technique side of things. Look clever, clever stuff. You know, um, they've all got their own different attributes. And like I say, we I don't I wouldn't say we have a standout style. Mm-hmm. Um, We've had guys like um, like Pet Teng. I mean, he was probably our most successful fighter that that we kind of brought through from a young age. Um, uh, And he was very much well known for like a real strong. I mean, he was good technically, but an absolute monster in a clinch. And he kind of had this natural strength as well. But and uh, never really grind guys down in a clinch. But then we had other guys, Dendrin Guy, Gip, Ponsip. Uh, and Tom Con as well, and they're, you know, like classic 
technical femur guys, you know. So, I mean, if we get a kid in one day of another, I'd love it. But if we did, you get a kid in one day that's got the real dynamic power in the hands, you know, and like a, to produce an Anawat style fight, they could probably do that as well. We just haven't had that kind of kid come in yet. But I, I wouldn't say, like I say, that we have an actual standout style. We more about we're more about adapting each fighter to whatever their style is, you know. Mm-hmm. And you said uh, that John Pop moved to England and that he's he started a keep on tip in England as well, correct? Yeah. He's going very, very well as well, very successful there. Um, so, um, go ahead. I can't remember how long ago it was he went. It must be about, oh, we've been open 12, it must have been 10 years now, 10 or 11 years, I would say, mm-hmm. that he went there. And is uh, original uh, Kipan Tip in the south still open, or is it just... No, not really, mm-hmm. not really. I mean, it's uh, most of the young kids, I think, down there in the village, they're not really interested in uh, Muay Thai so much anymore, you know. And um, it's uh, and uh, it's running it, you know, we haven't really got the people or the time down there anymore to do it. Um, and you said Jump Up regularly sends students from England to you guys. What is that like, and what do the students usually come with? Do they have like a pretty good understanding of what Thailand's can be like yeah, and the sure. gym? And they're also, you know, if they've been training with him for quite a while, they're all they're all a little bit ting as well, like usually. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's always good to have these guys over. You know, they always got a lot of respect, and you know, they. For them, some of the guys, if they've never been before, you know, and they're closer to John Pop in England, they're, they're getting to meet the rest of his family, you know, so it's it's it's, it's nice, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have other gyms that regularly send fighters to you, uh, fighters and students. Um, yeah, yeah, we do, yeah. What, what are some of those other gyms? I mean, originally, back when we first started... Um, Obviously, uh, with Alan, Alan Kettle, Kettleson, we used to get a lot of these guys come over. I don't think they've got so many fighters now that, that don't travel to try Thailand so much. Um, we had a lot of guys from KO gym in London over the years. Um, trying to think. I mean, there's, there's quite a few. We've, we've, we've got good connections uh, with the gym in Brazil now. Um, Steel team, we've got... Um, used to get and still do to a certain degree we used to get quite a few uh, for quite a while we had a lot of the team NASA K guys from Lyon in France mm. and uh, and we still get quite a few from um, from uh, Fabio Pinker and my piece of cello gym I think it's called Ringside they, they, they often still send send guys out or direct guys over to us um, in the US uh, Mike Corley sends a few of these guys over to us quite regularly um, trying to think who else over there we, we get a few from the US no, no particularly big gyms um, sent to us from Peru uh, Rodrigo Jorgueras he sent a few guys to us we got one of our regular guys that we sponsor when he comes over Nicholas Young who's a real real good talent um, Australia we got quite a few uh, and we the, the, the two gyms that regularly send to us are both from the same town funny uh, from Riddler, we, we get a lot of Riddler's guys uh, come to us, um, and also we get quite a lot of um, Blair Smith's guys, the the, the pit, um, regularly come out. They were due to bring a tour over in July, I think, a bit. Whether or not that will still happen, it remains to be seen, you know, if everything's open up again by then. But, yeah. um, 
So, so, uh, and also, uh, another team I can't forget has always been loyal to us since they started coming, and also uh, sends a lot of guys to us. He's uh, Flinders um, in Australia, uh, Alan Wong. He's been around the scene for a long time. In there. Uh, I'm trying to think who came out of that gym originally. I think it was Slowinski who was originally from there. Um, but they send a lot of uh, guys to us every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned Fabio Pinka as well. Uh, you said. Oh, he's been to Shin Kick and all. No, oh Shin Kick, Kick yep. yep. I've got to mention them that's where Sam, Sam. came from originally yep. and our good friend Ali right yeah yeah um, uh, you know can't have everything <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned uh, Fabio Pinka before what other uh, notable fighters have come through the gym as well I suppose that was probably the first three kind of big name guys that came to the gym um Fabio Pinker, Mike Pisicello, and uh, oh, what's his name? Another guy, the middleweight guy, Johan Lidden. Oh, yeah. They came and spent a few weeks there. Mike spent a month, I think, and uh, Fabio and Johan spent at least two weeks. Um, we had uh, Mike for a Ratchman Stadium. I think he, I can't remember if he won or he lost on points. But he fought a, a decent level tie. I think that the, the tie went on to become Ratchman champion not long after. Mm. And, and Johan Lidden, we, we took down a Pattaya and he, he fought Ekapop, who fought a Max. And uh, I think he knocked Ekapop out in the first round, mm. if I remember right. Um, after that, we had, we've had quite a lot of decent names um, over the years. Um, I'm trying to think I, if I can remember everyone. Um, there was um, from from Kettles. Obviously, we had a few. Um, Denise Aldis, uh, famous female fight from Kettles. Um, from KO, we had. Uh, is it? I think uh, Bernice is signed to one championship too now. Yeah, she she signed at one, but she she's she's signed to fight under MMA. She's moved over to MMA now. Oh, okay. Um, we had a girl, another girl from KO that was with us for a good few months. Actually, fought Bernice and beat Bernice. In mm. um, it was kind of one of those weird situations. We had it a few times, you know. We had and uh, Bernice trained at Gear Pontip for the fight, and Anna and Anna Zuccelli, and they was from from KO gym, and she'd not long been at Gear Pontip for a few months and had a few <laughs> fights with Gear Pontip, and they ended up fighting each other on the. Um, MSA show in London when Burkow fought Jordan Watson. Mm-hmm. So so that that can be a bit funny at times. I mean, you know, we've had guys come and train in the gym and uh, and then end up fighting each other, but it's all good, you know. Yeah. Um, trying to think who else famous wise. Anna Zuccello had um, Amanda. Oh God, I forgot. I'm wrong. I'm sign of old age. My brain's <laughs> gone now. I can't remember her second name. Amanda. But she was. Um, she fought and beat. Um, Judy Kitchen, mm. and I can't remember her name now. But he was with us for a good few months. We've had um, who else? UFC fighter Angela Hill. She fought for Gip on tip, I think two or three fights possibly when she was here. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she just beat Loma Tip and me on uh, in UFC. Oh yeah, in, that's in the, in the last show in New Zealand, if I remember mm. right. Um, think who else there's been, there's been more Greg Wooten from um, KO he was with us for a good six or seven months at least had quite a few fights in Fort Lumpini at Ratchman. Um he went back to England he beat Pepunchu uh, yeah. in England he dropped Pepunchu with an elbow um, we had um, 
few decent Japanese, not really so many Japanese guys, but one that was an old friend of mine from Ubon, and he ended up, he, he beat Yodsenkai in Thai fight, and he actually trained for that fight at Gear Pontiff. Mm. Um, and I've forgotten his name now as well. My memory's uh, <laughs> shocking, I'm afraid. But the, then we have so many people come through the gym, yeah. it, it can be difficult. Justin, Justin um, from the uh, USA, Justin, I'm not going to attempt to try and pronounce his surname. Mm. Um, he's had a few trips and fought out of Gear Pontip before in the past. Um, that's about it that I can remember. There, 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 there's so many more on it. Yeah. Do any of the fighters' uh, careers really stand out to you, or like, um, can you talk about them a little bit? I know Sam uh, Golf has been with you guys for the last year or two. Um, yeah, Ooh, maybe two or three years. Yeah. Now Sam's been coming. I mean, he's he's come on a lot. You know, um, he's he's fighting a match regularly. He's got to the stage now at match, but there's only really one guy left for him that's really getting it giving him a test and that's a uh, Jai Pet from Sitao Park I mean they've had three fights now he got caught and he was, he was doing well in the first fight and got caught with an elbow and cut his lip and then their second fight was very close it was, a, it was a draw I thought Sam had maybe just done enough to nick it but it was a draw obviously you know, I'm going to have a better bias there hmm. and then the last fight uh, he caught Sam early with low kicks and he, he just his, his leg was damaged early and he couldn't continue but other than that he's, he's kind of out, out full um Everyone at Max now. How m- I mean, the only trouble with Sam is, is his size, his height, you know, mm-hmm. his, you know his weight. It's, 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 it's getting very difficult now to get fights for him in Thailand, you know. Mm-hmm. So, what is he going to do? Will he stay at Kipantip and uh, fight yeah, internationally? I mean, obviously, everything's up in the air at the moment. It's a yeah. uh, COVID situation, but, you know, he, he, he actually. I had to go back to England to try and sort his visa situation out. It kind of timed it, worked out okay timing wise, I suppose, because mm-hmm. um, you know everything's shut while he's away. But he, he's due to come back in a couple of months, I think. So, well, he was due to come back in May because you know, we had a fight lined up for him in uh, in um, in uh, Australia, possibly. I think if I remember right. And there, there's also talk uh, talk of him fighting in Canada. And uh, I want to Kieran show. So that's another another gym that sends people to us. We get, we're getting a few guys from regularly now. Uh, now uh, make Kieran head on. You know, he's um, I was involved to catch him. Make Kieran that was there for a while, and uh, he's he's been sending a few guys for us re- recently as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So along with Sam, who's been there for about two to three years, are there other like current uh, or memorable careers that? Uh, fighter careers that you could remember, like Radapon or any of the other guys. Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, if you're talking about fight, memorable fighter careers, you know, obviously um, Peteng would probably uh, he probably finished too early, really. You know, unfortunately, but um, <clears throat> he, he had a very good career. You know, and it, he's uh, from he came to us. He was like sort of like 30, 30 kilos, I think, when he was first at the gym. <laughs> And, you know, he won a Southern Thai title. He won it in Bangkok against a very good rate. Yeah, this was, you know, like 32 kilos title. Um, so he was very, very good, very highly rated as a junior. And uh, he, he won with a spinning back elbow, I think, against a, a very, very highly rated 
fighter at the time. Uh, went on to become, uh, to use the fight name, Tilek Rachanon. Um, he didn't quite live up to his potential stadium-wise, this kid, but when they were young, he was a, he was a very big name. And, he, you know, he fought a lot of kids um, around uh, when he was first at the gym, uh, around Bangkok, at the, 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 the old Channel 9 stadium. And he fought Pampiak, Jitmung on there, lost on points in a close one. Um, you name it, and then, then then he started fighting in the stadiums, you know, and he, he got the runner-up in the um, Best Young Fighter of the Year award at Lumpini one year. He was the only fighter with a perfect record. Mm. I think uh, uh, I think uh, Superlek won it because he won the Thailand title. He was either Superlek or Rungnarai. He beat he beat Rungnarai, but I mean I mean Peteng fought everyone, and he beat you know a lot of big names. Satamang Lekki beat twice. He beat. Satan Munglek for the uh, WMC 105 pound title. He beat Rungarai, you name it. You mm. And we took him to Japan. He fought um, Kunitaka, he won the WBC 122 pound belt in Japan in Osaka. Um, he, he should have won a stadium title, really. He was always ranked sort of number one, number two, number one as he went up the weights, you know. Um, his, his was a very memorable career. Pet Lamsin, when we had him for a while, he was, um, you know, he was literally born and bred in our village, you know, and uh, very good as a young kid. And uh, then he moved up and in the stadiums. He did very well. He beat a lot of big names in the stadiums. Henri, um, uh, Phuong Con, Raktem Roy, he beat, um, who else? And then we had some issues with him and he left the gym. Um, we've had... Quite a few. Uh, Den Green Cry, he's another very, really talented young kid. He got to like rated number one in every stadium and mm. uh, had some issues again with him and his family, and we ended up set, selling his contract. It was kind of uh, the, the issues blew up, and it was literally like two days after the issues blew up with his family. I got a call from uh, one song guy, and he said, Oh, get, tell him to get ready, he's fighting for the Ratchman title next fight. Oh, so it's kind of like, like um, we had Samson. John Carroll, who came to us, uh, he was trained at Luke Banyai originally. Mm-hmm. He, he, he trained at uh, Chiwatana before and Luke Banyai, and then uh, he came over and trained with us. And uh, he beat, I think, not, maybe not the first fight for us. He'd actually fought, he'd fought one of our guys, Summing Pride. And, um, and then he, he came over to fight with us, and um, on a training fight out of our gym, he beat Saget Dow, uh, mm. from Jim. Or Sagadao saw Sakumpan. Uh, he, he won the Thailand belt. He beat Pep Hasselwin C. Transferi. And then he fought, I think it was um, oh, Jeron Chai. Jeron Chai. And they had the, both their titles on the line in a big, big show um, at Ratchman Stadium. Jeron Chai was the Ratchman champion, and Samson was the Thailand champion. And um, they fought each other and, and Samson won and he won the Ratchman belt as well. So that was all what he was at Kip on Tip. He ended up staying at Kip on Tip for quite a while. Um, he stopped fighting and he came back at, to the gym and as a trainer. And he was, he was he was one of our trainers for, for a good couple of years. And mm-hmm. he, he went over to China and he's been working in China for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. But he, he was another fighter that, you know, had a, a, a good career that I can remember off from here. Yeah. What, have you had a lot of uh, successful female fighters through the gym as well? Yeah, we've had a few. We've had a few. Um, we had uh, Soichi, Soichi Porchetta. She's um, she's uh, half Italian, half 
Hong Kong Chinese. She she won the WBMF world title uh, for the gym out in Sukhumbury, if I remember right. Uh, she fought Tana Chanok Kiao Samre. He's one of the best female fights I've ever seen. That, that, she, she, she had quite a few good fights for Gear Pontier. Um, Alexis Rufus as well is another another female fight that trained with us for quite a while. She had quite a few fights. She won a WBMF world title. I think that was in Sukhumbury as well. Um, and she was a decent name in England as well back in the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and how has the gym changed over time? Um, I'm not sure it's changed. In terms of appearance, it's not changed that much. Um, <laughs> it's not really massively changed that much, I wouldn't say. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, we're probably focusing more now on foreign fighters. You know, the Thai fighters, it's, the way it is nowadays, it's, it's, it's hard work, I'll be honest with you. you know. mm-hmm. um, mobile phones and everything else, trying to control them and uh, deal with the... Deal, deal with the day in day out problems with the tie fighters it can be hard work so we kind of moved away from that and uh, we, we're focusing more on on um, on the foreign fighters now mm-hmm. you know uh, whereas before we never used to sponsor anyone we've got a couple of guys we sponsor now um, Sam I've got uh, another young, good young up and coming fighter Josh Hill he's mm. as mad as a sack of frogs but he's a good <laughs> kid and he's very very determined and uh, trained real hard, you know, he's very focused. He, um, he's another example of someone that's fought someone, although they, they, they fought before that they trained together, but he fought uh, Ben Camp from Australia, and then mm-hmm. next thing you know, Ben, ben spent three months reaching the gym, Ben from Riddlers, he's, he's another great fighter, and mm-hmm. another great guy as well. And uh, Ben beat Josh on points in Australia when Josh was training with us on uh, Gavin Fuller's show, and, um, and after that, they, they ended up spending two months training together at the gym and they, they've become good friends now. Well, I think Josh thinks they're good friends. I'm not sure if Ben feels the same. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, so it's, it's kind of, it's happened a lot. You know, we've had people come to the gym that have fought before and end up training together and getting on. And, or we had people that have trained at the gym and then fall afterwards. It's you know, mm-hmm. uh, just the way the sport works a lot. What uh, what do you feel is something that uh, most people don't know about the gym that you wish that they knew? Um, I don't know, really, to be honest. Yeah, probably not that much, really, mm-hmm. apart from, obviously, my dazzling personality yeah. and common, common, comedy routines. But yeah. other than that, I can't really think there is much that, really, that people don't already know about it. Mm. Well, I guess uh, just wrapping things up, was there anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about? Not that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, thank you so much for your time, Rob. Um, no you know, problem at all. I really appreciate it. Yep. <laughs> it always is. So that concludes our interview with Rob Cox. Obviously, a really good, solid gym in Bangkok. Uh, Rob really connected to the scene out here in Thailand. Um, Produced a handful of fighters, as we heard from Rob. Um, So I will continue to be doing these gym histories uh, for the next couple episodes, at least. 
Um, I will go back and maybe touch on some COVID stuff in the scene as well, uh, especially seeing how things play out. Uh, right now, the country is still shut down, but it looks like things may start reopening slowly. Um, in the beginning of next month, there have been some small relief efforts for Muay Thai fighters out here, but no real end in sight in terms of when shows are going to start opening again and when money and wages will go back to the fighters and uh, promotions can really start going. So it's still very much a wait and see um, process out here. Um, so thank you again for listening. This has been I'm Fighting in Thailand, uh, the best news and analysis covering the economics and infrastructure of Muay Thai. I'm Matt Lucas, journalist, commentator, and ex-Muay Thai fighter. Make stronger fighters, make stronger people.